0: Our mission here is to help travel advisors build a bigger, better group travel business. Why? Because after 23 years, 23 years on the corporate side, working for big brands, working for consortia, and working for mega agencies, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that where you're going to make your highest level of profit and even better. What will satisfy you the most as a business owner is affinity groups. Notice I say affinity groups, not promotional groups. It's not really what we focus on here on the Group Sales Power Hour podcast. Affinity groups are the way to go. Now Here's what I've got in store for you today. Thank you for being here. We're going to start off with a poll because I want to know about how many groups you have pursued that have failed. It, I know. It's like Stuart, you're always the optimist. Why do you want to know how many groups we've had that fail? Because it's part of it. I could have said, I could have asked, how many groups you pursued have have succeeded? You know, based on a percentage basis. And and here's the thing: if if all of your groups that you ever pursued have succeeded, you don't need to be here on the Group Sales Power podcast. You could be doing the show. The bottom line is we're all going to have failures. How do we reduce the failures and increase the successes? It's like your batting average. How do you increase your batting average? So I'm going to release that poll momentarily. And then I'm going to take a deep dive into my signature group viability test. For those of you who are in group group boot camp know exactly what I'm referring to. It's one of the most important documents, it's a 10-step checklist to know before you go. Should I take this group or not? Will it be a success or not? And again, it fits in with the theme of how many groups have you pursued that have failed? Maybe I can help you reduce the failure. Uh, We've got listener letters. I've got a great question here from Jay who's a boot camper. Really, really great question. And I've got a statement from Alicia from Carnival, a dear friend that I'm going to share too. So let me just give you an official welcome to the Group Sales Power Hour podcast. If you're here uh, as a boot camp member, thank you. Welcome. So glad you're here. You know how it works. If you're here as an invited guest, this is a highly engaging interactive coaching hour. If you have a question, a story, an anecdote, an answer to somebody else's question, or you just want to be able to fly on the wall and listen to everyone else's issues, that's fine. But go ahead and let your fingers do the typing and go ahead and type, type. Or if you're feeling kind of bold and you want me to turn your microphone on, And now that you guys and gals have been doing Zooms and go to webinars all day, every day, my guess is you're getting more and more comfortable allowing your voice to be heard. I would love it. I welcome it. How cool would that be? And it's good practice for you, too. This is a judgment-free zone. As long as you tell me in advance, hey, Stuart, would you turn my mic on? I would be delighted to and I'll give you a heads up so you know when I'm going to come in, say your piece, we'll have a quick conversation and you're gone, I'll put you back on mute, it's not so bad, let me just do some welcomes here, we have our early birds who I'm so grateful come in early every time, Hans and Karen is here, Uh, Anthony checked in, Uh, Debbie's in the house, and Ramona's here. Who else is here? Come in and say hi. Nancy's in the house. Hello, Nancy. Come on, everybody. Don't be shy. Say good morning. Karen, Karen says here, uh, and Karen, I'm going to read what you wrote anyway. I don't want you to beat yourself up, though. Don't beat yourself up, but I know it's a figure of speech that she hadn't got her new e-newsletter out the door yet. However, she just booked two Zoom meetings with Uh, AMA, AMA Waterways, and a Greek supplier, so now she can add that to the newsletter, so that's good, so, so what we're hearing sometimes is that procrastination pays, it's, (laughs) it's rare, but sometimes it pays, sometimes we end up not getting something done, and it actually works out in our favor, so go get those e-newsletters done, and, and write, if, if they read your emails, and your invitations, you'll know if they show up for the, uh, if they show up for the zoom meetings that it's working. I bet you, I bet you they do. Uh, Debbie Debbie wrote here, I always like reading to see what what the audience is, is saying and experiencing, so this is done in real time, unscripted. Oh, Jay's in the house. Jay, I've got your great question here. Debbie said, I thought things were changing with bookings for next year until clients saw where they're going and have to take the test and wear the mask, plus they would have to do would have to do cruise line excursions there because they're starting to cancel again. I hear you, Debbie. It's crazy. Things are rolling out a minute at a time, a day at a time. And I I wanna make sure I acknowledge how much I admire you, the travel advisor, the travel entrepreneur, for showing up, for sticking with it, for recalculating and rerouting to navigate through these, these crazy times why? Because you believe in what you do. You know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there are consumers out there who desperately need you, your expertise, your advice. They need to rely on your experience because they shouldn't be going it alone. They need you in their pocket. There you go. Beautiful set. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Kees is in the house. Hey, from Detroit. I am well and and thank you. You're welcome for the invite as a former boot camper. You are a boot camp alumni, and, and I, I lo- hey, listen, you're always welcome here. I love you. Thank you to all of you who are here right now, so let's get to it. Let me re- let me release that poll, so <laughs> because the first time I, I, I did the poll, I forgot like it was like a half hour into it. I forgot to give you the results, so I don't want to forget this time. So here we go. The poll is in progress. So if you're listening to the podcast right now, by the way, I hope you have subscribed to my Power Hour podcast. It's on Apple and Stitcher and blah, blah, blah. And here's the question. What percentage of the groups you have pursued failed to materialize? Now, I won't know what your answer is. So don't be shy. Don't, you know, don't fake it, friends. Don't think that I'm going to know what your answer was. I won't. I will have no idea what your response is. So please be honest. What percentage of the groups you have pursued failed to materialize? You have three optional choices, three options. Number one could be around one quarter, around 25% of the groups I pursued never materialized. Option number two around half, found 50% of the groups I pursued never materialized, or option number three, around three quarters, around 75% of the groups I pursued never materialized, so please be honest, because that's what this is about, this is business, we all have failures, and frankly, sometimes While they may look like failures on the surface at the end of the day, they're not because we learn and we get better. We don't make those same mistakes again. And sometimes they're errors, mistakes that are outside our control, outside our purview, right? So understanding and knowing and getting smarter each time, which is why we're going to do the group viability test in just 60 seconds, is going to make us increase our success rate. So I'm going to close the poll. I'm going to share the results. Da da, da da Look back at your screen. I'm going to reveal the answers now. What percentage of the groups you have pursued failed to materialize? So, wow, look at this. Look at this. It's a tie. Around a quarter of the groups and around half the groups I pursued never materialized. 45% and 45%. Isn't that amazing? How cool is that? So the same amount of people have had around 25 percent and 50% of the groups fail or never materialize. And around 9% of you in the audience right now, 9% of you say that around three quarters or 75% of the groups you have pursued never materialized. I think that's fascinating. I think it's stunning. And I'm so grateful that you were open and honest with me. Oh Karen, you're so cool. You printed the group viability test to take notes. Ray, hey Ray, you love my hat. Thank you. I told you every single power of podcast, I'm going to wear a new hat, and I'm going to wait to see when somebody says, "Oh wait, you've repeated that." And believe me, I've got way more hats. You don't have to worry about catching me wearing a repeat. Uh, And Nancy said, "Am I the only one struggling to get anyone to want to travel yet? I'm having a hard time getting individual bookings." never mind groups, and, and, and I'm going to throw that question out there, I'm going to dive into the group viability test right now, but I want to leave that question hanging out there from Nancy, am I the only one struggling to get anyone to want to travel yet, having a hard time getting individual bookings, never mind groups, however, there was a comment from Karen, I want to share Karen D, who said, I'm getting at least one new booking a day now, this is encouraging, so Nancy, obviously, everyone in the audience right now, we're listening to the podcast, you're all having different experiences, everyone's having different experiences, and it could be because of your niche, maybe the product, or the brands, or the destinations you sell, are, are, are not, it's just not happening right now, or maybe what you, what your niche, is just happens to be a place a destination a product a brand or wherever that is more attractive right now a comfort factor right the comfort factor i don't know what it is but nancy may that be inspiring to you that karen's karen's bringing into business now whether it's going to stick whether it's not we don't know but at least the phones are ringing and people are making some commitments. And let me just read this from Hans here that shares, I, uh, I think having to take uh, cruise line excursions is a tough sale. Even my wife says she doesn't want uh, to cruise if she has to do a ship excursion, can't, uh, can't get off the ship on her own. I hear that, that, that's, you know, it's a fascinating, uh, is it a dilemma? Is it a paradox? I don't know that the, the, you know, you understand, Hans, and we all understand, right, do we all understand why they have made that decision about taking, uh, having to take their own excursion, I, I don't, I don't know exactly which cruise lines have come out to made it, you know, kind of made this edict, and, you know, on the surface, Hans, right, and all of us on, uh, may, may, may draw the conclusion that, well, this is done for profit, you know, because it was big business, heck, you know back in um 2013 wrong 2008 i launched i founded a business that i built from the ground up called resort for a day Resortforaday.com. it started off as jamaica for a day and it was not a cruise line excursion it was a it i was an independent vendor right you guys and gals know this resort for a day but now right now you you wouldn't be able to book that apparently with certain cruise lines and you know why because they want to keep everybody together and reduce the risk of of the virus. So this is a real dilemma. I hear you, Hans. I don't know where this is going to roll out, but uh, I, I I want to get to. Uh, I do have a statement from Alicia from Carnival too, but let me get to the group viability test. And friends, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some training right now. I'm gonna go through all ten all ten steps. No slides. So just listen up. And if you have any comments along the way, questions, anecdotes, stories, please do share. And remember, if you want your microphone turned on, let me know. But remember, we started off with the poll asking about how many, you know, what percentage of your groups that that you've pursued have failed to materialize. And there were equal number of you who said 25% and 50% and 9% of you said 75%. So friends, look, and by the way, if if you this is one of those documents that I, I give out liberally. So if you're not in boot camp, if you're tuning in right now, right here as my guest in the audience, or if you're listening to this podcast, send me an email, Stuart at StuartLloydCone.com. Send me an email and I'll send you the PDF of this. Here we go. This is this is the 10 steps, okay, group viability test, as I straighten my hat so I buckle up for the ride here, this is a checklist, so number one, are you talking to the top, are you talking to the top of the organization, you know what I mean, right, because sometimes if you're not talking to the top, and or the decision makers, so the decision maker not, may not be necessarily at the top, but they are the decision maker, so that's what I'm referring to, when I say top, it doesn't have to be the CEO, when I say top friends I'm referring to the top decision maker, the most important person relating to this endeavor. If not, if you're not talking to the key person, then information that you give and receive back there's going to be a lag because if, if that person is not there in, in the key seat, then they're going to have they're only your liaison going back and forth to try to get you the answers. And you really can't qualify accurately, can you? Because You're going to ask this person or this group of people all these questions to help you qualify so you can come back and present the best concept, the best package, which we talked about on the last Power Hour package, I believe so. Was it that one or the one before? I don't remember, but we did. We covered it. You can't qualify because you need to ask the decision maker for the absolute answers. You're going to get your best, your best, most accurate answers from that decision maker about what they want, what they don't want. Sometimes what they don't want is more important. Let's just say you go ahead and you make your presentation to this person who's not the decision maker. Guess what? Do you think they can possibly represent what you have presented as well, as uh, as beautifully, as magnificently, as detail-oriented as you would have if you were doing the presentation directly to the decision maker? There's no shot. That person who's not at the top is simply going to say, well, such and such from such and such travel, XYZ, is charging us $2,600, blah, 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 and and here's it. What What do you, you know, they're going to start with the price and they're not going to talk about the benefits, just the features. There's no way. So you need to request. So here's the fix. The fix is you've got to request the big meeting. If you can't get the CEO and they may not be the CEO or at least the decision maker online, one-on-one, then just say, hey, how about we all get together? Can I come in? Can we set up a Zoom call and let's all get together this way? We don't have to go back and forth because you are, as a travel advisor, you're going to relieve them of the burden of repeating everything you say and everything you ask. It's going to be more efficient. So a more efficient way of approaching this group opportunity is by getting the whole team together, which includes the decision maker, because you want the decision maker there for at least the first meeting. And then, of course, when you come back to do the presentation. So are you talking to the top? Number two is the history good. History, and and if you see the PDF, uh, it's history squared, because there's two kinds of history here. There's history if they've never ever 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 traveled as a group before you want to know why you want to know why is there something there is there a good reason why they never traveled as a group before maybe they've considered it never did why why and perhaps they have traveled as a group before and you want to know everything possible about it it's important that you understand because if they're talking to you about this possible group now listen to me friends and they didn't go back to the other agent who handled it before, or I should say the other advisor, sorry, advisor. I get it. I love advisor. I like it better than agent. I do. Sometimes I forget. Then why are they not going back to the same advisor? Maybe they're not going back to book it direct. You want to know all that stuff because what if, now what if, that other agency fired them and didn't want their business because it was a nightmare. (laughs) They were a nightmare account. So again, know before you go, know the history, because you don't want to inherit a nightmare, because the issues could be insurmountable, and you don't want to end up getting in the game, and realizing halfway through it, man, I should not have taken this on, so you want to do the research, you want to play detective, you want to ask, 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 qualify, lots of questions, you want to find out what worked, what failed, if they had done it before, and you'll ascertain the history, and this is, this is number two in the checklist, number three in the checklist, is about the affinity, not the infinity, look at me, Look at me. Infinity is either the car, company, brand, or meaning going on in perpetuity on and on. I'm talking. affinity with an A, which, is, which, which means the, the, the magnet, uh, the glue that binds people together. It has to be for an affinity group to work, the affinity has to be absolutely powerful. You are convincing people to travel together, all together, the same time, same place, pay the same price, do the same thing. So I'm telling you, it may not, may not be when they normally go on a vacation or go on a trip, so it's a big ask. Because if the affinity, friends, is not strong enough, nobody will care, nobody will come, no matter what the price. And this is number three on the list. So the strength... I'm sorry, the fix here is to strengthen the magnet. Can you make it more appealing? Can you make it more compelling? Good word, compelling. So that prospect would say, oh man, there is no way we're not going on this group trip. Can you add strategic partners? What if you add another strategic partner to really make it? magnetic, compelling, and so irresistible, or sponsors, but I would go with strategic partners before you go with sponsors. Now, if you've made it this far in the process of evaluating the group opportunity, knowing before you go, well, let's go to number four. Are there enough potential guests? What's your pool of prospects? say that three times fast, what's your pool of prospects, you know, in the best case scenario, friends, you'd get 100% of the list to go, that that rarely happens, unless perhaps it's a family reunion, or if it's a corporate meeting, or if it's an incentive, I get that, I know that you're probably thinking right now, but for most groups, most affinity groups, there's no assumption, it's not a gimme, that everyone's going to go, and there's, That's unreal expectation, that 100%. There's always going to be a percentage of people who don't want to go or simply can't go for whatever reason. You've got to keep that in consideration. So if there's a list of people, I shouldn't say if, because there has to be. If there's no existing list of people or community already existing, and this may not be an affinity group, by the way, then you need to consider that. That if you're starting off with a list of 50, and you know, 10% may go, okay, what are you looking at? You could do the math on that. So the larger the community of existing prospects, the better. Always the better. And by the way, I don't judge a group based on the number of guests. That's not how we that's not how we evaluate if we want to do the group or if the group is going to be successful or not, because it's the quality, not the quantity. You can potentially make a higher level of profit. Your profit margin could be higher with fewer guests than with more guests. It doesn't mean you're going to make more money just because you have more guests. It's not, right? You know what I'm saying. In fact, the more guests, and if your profit, if you didn't do a package, if you didn't design it right, you could end up losing more money the more guests you have or making less money. That's a whole other story. So friends, the fix here is to assess the prospect pool, because, you know, even if you were to do a strategic partnership, if that doesn't increase the prospect pool, give it a second thought, and you need to have a realistic calculation, don't go into this with an unrealistic expectation, because you really need to stay grounded, I don't want you to be disappointed, and think that everyone's going to go, because everyone's going to jump up and down, and say, "Yeah, I'm going, I'm going, but they rarely do, wouldn't it be great? All right, number five. Let's talk about budget. Is the budget sensible? Oh, I know each and every one of you listening to me right now have heard this. <laughs> or something like this. Yeah, we, uh, we're we interested in going to Alaska, and uh, we want uh, the northbound, and we want all of our all the staterooms, all of the veranda staterooms, to you know, to be on the uh, uh, the starboard side, and we want uh, three dinners built in uh, in the uh, specialty restaurant, uh, and uh, the price point we're looking at is is uh, is $9.99 a person, including at least two excursions. <laughs> <laughs> laughing. Well, how many times has that happened to you? They come with an unrealistic budget. Now, look, everyone's going to come in and and give you, not everyone, potentially a a number that's just unachievable. And it's your job to say, look, if you're looking at good, better, best, that doesn't even, you're not even going to get good. They won't even get you good. And I don't do anything less than good. In fact, I always, for my clients, do best. Great is fine, but you know, good, better, best, or whatever. Uh, look, we, we got to have realistic numbers here because it's not. You need to be honest. So uh, you you need to understand that it's your responsibility, travel advisors, to be upfront and honest. That that's not possible. You, you, look, I want. Here's what I want you to say. I want you to say. Look at me. Look at me that's not possible, you can't, you can't do that, For that price, we, we could probably get you a round trip on the Staten Island Ferry, and I would get you a couple of free hot dogs, but that's about it, so you need to be up front, be honest, give them a realistic budget with expectations, you can give them good, better, best options, and you may have to also tell them that, uh, we, we can't do this, but maybe we can do a shorter trip, may, maybe we, you know, th- this is this is the budget. This is what you can afford, and what I'd be comfortable packaging for you. Otherwise, what you want is is not right. All right, number six of the group viability test: Can you? I'm talking to you, the advisor. Can you handle the demands, friends? Have you ever signed up for something? Yeah, and and it keeps you awake at night, saying, "Man, what have I done?" Uh Uh-oh, I'm in over my head. Look, I'm here to protect you and save you because sometimes uh, you need to make the hard decision up front and say, man, you know what? This is too big. I can't handle this because I I don't want you to fail and lose money. I don't want you to lose sleep. I don't want you to lose your shirt. I don't want you to lose business because not only are you going to lose this group, but you're going to lose your other customers too, right? Because you get so bogged down, so weighed down and so stressed. I want you to love what you do. I want you to be a TGIM travel advisor. Thank God it's Monday, travel advisor. And know before you go, if this is over your head and you think it's a great opportunity, still, maybe you can partner with another travel advisor or a colleague to help you get some help or get out. Say you can't do it. You appreciate it. Because I, I don't want you to be burdened with a project that that is, uh, that is really going to hurt your business, your professional life, and your personal life. It's very important to consider. Again, we get all excited, jump up and down, and then you go, oh my goodness, what have I just done? Now, and, and I know what you're thinking, for some reason, Hans, you just popped into my head. But, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're the first to say, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Right? And then we say, oh, okay, now I'm going to figure it out. However, you really want to give it some good pragmatic thought before saying yes. Now, number seven can the brand, can the supplier handle the demands? Have you ever had a group that had complex needs, a series of meetings, specialty breakout sessions, an agenda that is comprehensive and complex? have you ever had a group that has a lot of moving parts, and you're thinking, no, no, I don't know if this cruise line, I'm not really sure if this hotel can hack it, well, if you've got that gut feeling, if you're like me, and if you have intuition, if you listen to your intuition, then maybe you should pass, or find a brand that can support it, now, sometimes, a group will approach you, and they, they're loyal to a particular brand, to a particular ship, to a particular property, a particular destination, and that's fine, but it's your responsibility to say, listen, I don't think that's the right ship for your needs. I don't think this hotel is going to deliver what you need because of the complexity of this group, and let me tell you something, if you say yes, and you pursue this, man, it's going to get awfully stressful, because if you think it's going to go wrong, if it can go wrong, go ahead, say it, say it, it probably will, especially if you're not there to escort the group, and so the, the, the fix really would be, you got to be upfront and honest, and, and if you do have the ability to change, to pick a brand that's that's going to be able to deliver to the needs, do it, or Have a a conversation with the brand, right? You have a relationship with the BDM, with that brand. Talk to them. Don't make any assumptions. Say, listen, I've got this potential group for you, and I'm not really sure it's a good fit. It's a good fit. So the fit is so important. Number, Number eight. Number eight. Can the targets, target market or prospects be targeted or reached easily. Remember I said before, if there is no existing community, if there is no existing list of prospects, then maybe this is not an affinity group, because an affinity group is not when you put an ad in the newspaper. An affinity group is not when you run an ad on, on, on Google or on Facebook. You don't need to do that. It's A group means there's an affinity. There's something very specific. It's not a promotional group, so there should be a specific place to go where you can reach all these prospects. There's a list, and if you can't get there easily, there's a problem. It may not be a true affinity, and you're, if you do have to spend money on various forms of advertising, you've got to consider the acquisition cost. Can you tell me what acquisition cost is? I bet you can. How much it costs you per person, per head, uh, based on advertising to get them in the door to make the sale. Friends, I don't want you to spend, listen to me, I don't want you to spend a dollar on advertising or marketing. You shouldn't have to. The organization that you're doing the group with should say sure we'll run this in the newsletter sure we'll put this in the uh, on the corporate website sure we, we want this to be a success too so why would we charge you to promote this because we're in this together right the mission statement should be aligned and the more you have to spend per person to bring them in you're gonna your roi you know roi will take a nosedive. So, make sure you can identify where the prospects hang out. Make sure you can reach them, you have permission to reach them, whether it's a Facebook group that you will be given access to, and people will know why you're there, why you're talking to them. Uh, and again, what if you did find a strategic partner or two that will expand the group of prospects? and expand your opportunity to talk to them so remember you need to be able to reach them efficiently and effectively all right moving on number nine got two more left for you what is the total value proposition now this is big picture now what is the total value proposition of the group now friends we know that there are some affinity groups that are one hit wonders Which means that that group probably, or maybe you already know in advance, is never going to travel again. Let me give you an example. Maybe it's a 50th, I'm just making this up, a 50th wedding anniversary celebration. So it's a big family and friends celebration group. Well, it's unlikely uh, for their 60th wedding anniversary, they're going to have another 50th wedding anniversary. So I'm kidding. They might, they might. Who knows? They might have another big celebration, but it's unlikely they may do another big extravagant celebration. Maybe they will, probably they won't. So consider that if you're going to go all in, what what, are there any uh, opportunities for, for scalability here? Can you pick up any individual business? Can you pick up any groups within the groups? There's an expression you probably heard, is the juice worth the squeeze? So make sure before you say yes, that even if it's a one-time, one-hit wonder, all the efforts you're putting in, all the marketing, all the branding, uh, that it is still worth it, even if you're only going to uh, have profit just one time. I would hope that these people can be added to your list, can potentially be future comeback clients, right, to do other groups, So, but look at the whole picture. That's important to know the total value proposition, and finally, number 10, finally, number 10, if you've made it this far, you're doing okay, but if you could checklist number 10, you're going to be in good shape, but here's where so many groups go wrong, how will the group leader perform, how will the group leader perform, now, oh man, it definitely, in a whole bunch of power hours before, I've gone through, and you know it in boot camp, We have the training modules on how to assess a group leader, how to know before you go, how to know if they're going to perform or not, because there there are ways. It may not be a guarantee, but what I tell you, nine times out of 10, if you know before you go, if you analyze, if you assess, if they're going to deliver for you, then it's going to save you an awful lot of failure, heartache, and time and money wasted at the end of the day friends if your group leader doesn't deliver if they're not the influencers they had claimed to be that you had hoped they'd be then it's going to fail because you absolutely have to have somebody in that organization whatever whoever comprises the group there's got to be that leader who is the influencer who says yeah we hired this guy Cohen over here he's our travel advisor, group expert aficionado guru, and we're going, you're going, let's make it happen, on Tuesday is our kickoff of the information presentation series, you need the cheerleader, you need the person that everyone in the group looks up to, up to, and respects too much coffee, I know what you're thinking, you're absolutely right, I'm going to run later to let off all of my excess energy because I might be signing up for the Gulf Coast Ironman 70.3. I was supposed to have done the Ironman 70.3 Memphis on October 3, which was last weekend. It didn't happen. It got postponed till October 2021. So I'm doing it then might do Gulf Coast in May. What do you think? Huh? Look at me. Huh. Oh, uh <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Oh, I get of course. Sorry. You're lucky that's only the first time it's happened. So friends, you really need to assess the group later. You need to know before you go, is this person committed? Are they going? Will they deliver? And here's a famous sentence I, I, I like to I, I like to share with you, and, and then we're gonna we're gonna conclude here and we come back to the boards to see what questions and comments the audience what you have been making. Um, group leader letting you down. It's not their job to hold you up. I'll say it one more time. My boot campers have heard this plenty of times, and it can't hurt to hear it again group leaders letting you down. It's not their job to hold you up. It's your job to hold them up. All right, and one of the most important things, now I'm going to give you a little preview about our next power hour, which is on, I wrote it down, I wrote it down, October 20th, is our next live power hour. The, the way you after you do the assessment if the group leader is going to deliver for you you get them to sign a let me hear it say it all together i get to hear you you get them to sign a group agreement letter and in boot camp you have the the uh, the blueprint for that and i can't simplify it enough but i also can't i can't possibly convince you of how critically important it is and that's probably going to be the poll too how many of you uh you use the group agreement letter it, whether you're in boot camp or not i want to know if at least in boot camp you have been inspired to make sure you use it and not say yeah i don't need it for this one because you do so that's going to be the uh, the topic for that future power hour but that's how that's how you really get your group leader to know what you expect of them, and for your group leader to know what they should expect of you, and there you go. Group viability test. Number one, I am talking to the top, and I have a cheat sheet here, because I will easily forget what my name is. Number two, is the history good? Remember, there's two kinds of history. Number three, is the affinity strong enough? Number four, how many potential guests are there? Because You're only going to get a percentage. Number five, is the budget sensible? Number six, can you handle the demands? Number seven, can the brand or supplier handle the requirements? Can you, number eight, handle the demands? That's number seven. No. I have confused myself. Do-da, do-da, dip, dip, dip. And I'm, I'm live right now. I can't take it back and that's okay. Number six, can you handle the demands and requirements? Number seven, can the brand handle the demands and requirements? Number eight, can you reach the prospects easily? Number nine, what is the total value proposition to your business? And number 10, how will the group leader perform? There you have it. And that offer stands. If you want to copy of the PDF, send me an email. Let me know. All right. Let me check the boards. And then what I want to do is read a statement I got from uh, my good friend Alicia at Carnival Cruise Line. And then Jay, I've got your great question here. And I want everyone to weigh in on Jay's question. Jay, traveling with Jay. So let me just check the boards right now. Um, from Debbie, the local Kentucky people seem to only want to travel to Florida to the beach for a short trip, but, uh, noting they contact, but noting they contact me over, they do something fast. Okay. But nothing they contact me over. They do something fast in the last minute trip. I get it. So they're doing more staycations right now and I get it. And, you know, I, I know that there are some travel advisors who have shared with me about a pivot they've done a pivot towards uh, filling the gap with more domestic business, local business, like some local uh, resorts or uh, wineries or short trips. I know we have a boot camper, Nancy. Uh, she she does a lot of motor coach tours too. Uh, that's certainly a pivot from what you may already be doing, but realize that there could be a marketplace for that if you're willing to pivot that way. Some of you may may have no desire to do more localized stuff, but then again, you know, from based on where you live or where your client base is, what if you did a 600 mile radius, I know here in Memphis, our Memphis Tourism Group, they did a, a very calculated, brilliant promotion, and they put, dropped a pin right here in Memphis, and they did, a, they, they plotted um, on the map 600 mile radius, they figured the, the majority of people who drive here drive here from within a 600 mile radius and uh some fly of course and so they, they're targeting those people so you could do the same kind of a pivot but i appreciate you sharing that debbie I, I get it karen says i have failed at some of the groups i pursued i thought because i didn't start early enough wow well, that's true i think the real reason is while my idea was brilliant for example culinary trip with a great chef maybe i didn't get enough of a commitment from the potential group leader in the last attempt i didn't check to see the numbers of an email list he had it was very limited so i had to spend too much money on marketing to make it happen friends are you listening to karen d there you go karen i hear you i feel your pain and now, next time, you'll know before you go with the group viability test that there were a couple of things that were the flags, the red flags. Debbie said, and we're going back to the excursion conversation now. If anyone that will go on an excursion at the port would have to be tested, then they would need to stay there for the results. Cruise lines do not have the time to wait so long on the cruise line, at least on the cruise line excursions, they know they've been tested and safe. I hear you. I hear you, Debbie. Loud and clear. It is an interesting new development. Karen D said, remember to explain what a package includes for the newbies. Yes. So when I reference package, my friends, I want to make sure you understand that. Oh, by the way, this was, uh, if you subscribe to my podcasts, by the way, I do, uh, you'll, you'll see every other one is this one, the group sales power hour. and It's exactly one hour in length. I also do in between little short one, little shorties. I call them group juice, five minutes, four minutes, six minutes, Whatever, but they're just me talking about an idea, a concept, and I do know that the last one was maybe five minutes, and <laughs> the title was "How to Get Less Groups and Make Less Money." How to get less groups and get less money, and the concept was that if you sell the bare bones, stripped out, off-the-shelf product, and not the package, you will get less groups and make make less money. So the package means that you're making it thank you, for Karen, for sharing this, more inclusive, friends. You're making it more inclusive. Yes, your price point will be higher than everybody else. Why? Because you're giving, you're building in, you're baking in more than, than anything else. And what gets built in? Well, we could talk about that for hours. We don't have time on this podcast. Join Bootcamp, learn more, or keep tuning in, and we'll talk about it. You want to build in all the things that you know they'd want to do, that they wouldn't want to miss out on. They're going to buy anyway, and they should do in advance. And I know there's new dilemmas and challenges with with how cruising may be relaunched with the excursions. Thank you, Hans, for bringing that up. We need to to pivot. We need to accept what is and work within those bounds and see what we still can do by building in what we can build in. Right? Cool. Thank you. Hey, Trinita's in the house. Hi, Trinita. Oh, by the way, Trinita, I I don't know if you were here before when I mentioned, by the way, everybody, excuse us, uh, I'm doing a mastermind the great Mike Marshev, and we've had to postpone it two times, so we're looking at a new date of March 2021, we're waiting for the dates to be approved for Moon Palace, Jamaica, and we, because of the date changes, we've lost a couple of, of Mastermind members who may be able to re-up for the new March dates, I don't know, but if you're listening, if you have interest, let me know, reach out to me, separate conversation, I'm glad you're here, happy fall to you, Trinita. Uh, Kesa said, uh, oh, okay, let me, I'm going to get your question in just a second, hold on, and then, Debbie, you have a comment here, too, I want to read this from Alicia, and then we're going to go into, uh, Jay's question, because I need everybody to chime in, and then we're coming back to you, all right, so this is from Alicia, I want to read this to you, because I've been reaching out to my friends, uh, on all sides of the aisle, it could be Cruise Line, it could be Hotel, it could be Tour Company, so, we, to get comments, it could be River Cruise, to to share with you any group trends or uh, anything, any wisdom that they give to me that I can give to you. This one is from Alicia. She's a senior director of sales, key accounts at Carnival. She said she doesn't see any specific trends per se, but will tell you that those with affinity groups, even in challenging times, are more likely to stick. Here's some info you can feel free to share, and thanks much for reaching out. Here's what she said: uh, Group business continues to be crucial to the success of travel advisors and Carnival. Base, uh, based on uh, loading for future sailings, it's called base loading. Let me explain what that means. I've worked on the cruise line side too, so I understand this. Base loading, B-A-S-E, base loading. In other words, because groups typically tend to book farther out, and reserve that space and book farther out, this way, uh, the cruise lines love it, because there's, there's already a load on the books, there's already a percentage of staterooms that they, there's always, of course, there's always fall through, right, there's always attrition, because some people block the group, and then it fails, and the space goes back, However, around 33%, by the way, of group space that's booked actually materializes. There you go. You just learned something, perhaps learned something new today. But clearly, the cruise lines depend on that base load of group guests. So they love your business. They love groups. So it helps them to manage pricing. It helps you to earn more commission. No doubt, affinity groups significantly outperform promotional groups. I'm going to read that one more time. This is very important for you to hear from my friend Alicia. She goes, affinity groups significantly outperform open promotional groups. Remember at the beginning of the podcast, I told you that our focus here is not on promotional or spec groups. It's on affinity groups uh, can make significantly more commission. When you have like-minded people traveling together, you have a much higher chance of success. So there you go. And she also says that you can, and you all know this, but you can visit goccl.com to learn more about groups because they have a lot of group training available too. So Alicia, I appreciate that. All right. From Jay. Oh my goodness. I didn't realize we have 10 minutes left. Jay said, listen, everybody, I want to get your feedback. For groups that are customized and escorted by the agent, by the advisor, how do you decline a prospect that may not be a fit for this particular tour? You want to what I'm saying? So, Jay goes on to say, I currently require a consultation with individuals who express an interest in going on my escorted tours. I haven't had to decline anyone as of yet, but I want to be prepared. Any suggestions? So, Jay, this is a great question. And I just want to reference real quick those of you who remember that I did a partial ship charter myself, April 2017 on the Ama Ama Christina, because this was my vacation, Kimberly and I, our, our vacation. And we opened it up to friends and family. I, I, It was important to me that we're going with people we like. And so I, I specifically said, hey, if you're not fun and interesting, don't. this is not the cruise for you. This is not the group vacation for you. If you're not fun and interesting. Now, Jay, wouldn't that be great if it was that easy for you? So here's my advice to you. I want to see if anybody else has anything to say. Because sometimes you're going to save yourself, not sometimes, you will save yourself an enormous amount of headache and stress and anxiety by saying no, preventing them from booking because you just know it's going to be a nightmare, right? I hear you loud and clear. One of the things that's important for you to do, Jay, and everyone listening, so you know if you should fire a client, (laughs) make a specific list of who this trip is for and who it's not for. Go, this this trip is for you, we want you to come with us if this trip is not for you, or here's what we will feature, here's what we will not feature, and especially if, if, if it's a trip that you know is a very physical trip, requires a lot of walking, a lot of climbing, and so forth, You need to, that's fair. You need that person to know that this could be a challenging tour. But Jay and everyone else be very, very specific. When you say who this is for and who this is not for, basically, you want to make it easier for them to know. You you want them to see the yellow flags and the red flags. You want them, Jay to give pause before they say, sign me up. You want them to be inspired to call you and say, hey, Jay, I notice on your list of who it's for, who it's not for, you say that we're going to be doing this and not doing this. Well, uh, you know, I'm allergic to this, or I don't really enjoy this, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? And there's your chance. Right, there's your chance, so you want to start a conversation, get them thinking, be upfront and honest, so maybe they won't even call you, because they say, nope, sweetheart, this trip is not for us, versus having you to come and say, Hey, you know, calling them out of the blue, perhaps, and saying, I don't think this is for you, well, I don't understand, you're not going to take my money, I want to go, well, but we're going to be doing this, and I have a feeling, based on some of the dialogue and questions and conversations you're having, this this may not be appropriate. You, you, You may not have a great time. Well, now you tell me. I want to go. I mean, right? It can get contentious. So, I would, A, set yourself up for success. So, you're being upfront and honest. Exactly. Just like before you sign up for a webinar. Here's the description of the webinar, and here are your takeaways. I'm writing a book right now on ADHD as a skill set. I just, in the middle of writing uh, one of the early first chapters, who this book is for and what it's going to do and what it's not. Because it's not a book on, you know, recommending prescriptions and and medicines. It's not. I'm going to be very upfront and clear. Don't read this book if. Don't go on this tour if. And what if it comes to it, Jay, where you have to tell somebody, I'm so sorry, I can't take your money. I'm so sorry, I need to refund your money. You need you need to prepare to have an open, honest, and a loving conversation because, Jay, you don't want this to come off as a judgment. This is business. It's not personal. I need to share with you, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, why I'm uncomfortable taking your money. And the last thing in the world I want to do is have to give you your money back for something that you're looking forward to. And I have a list of concerns that I think you're going to find very uncomfortable on this tour. And perhaps I'll have something for you in the future that will be a better fit. That would be more appropriate. I don't want you coming home disappointed. And here are the reasons why I am refunding your money. Here are the reasons why I don't think this is the ideal choice for you. Does that help any, Jay? I hope so, because I, I thought your question was was really really great. Uh, okay, Kisa, uh, and let me know. By the way, we've got uh, three and a half minutes left. If you have any comments about that, she says, "What is the best way to provide group leader uh, by group leader room with possibility of any money if the group goes beyond X Y Z capacity? Also, what is the suggestion on identifying their people number of allocated rooms versus others being attracted?" oh my goodness, this is a big question. I'm not sure we have time for it, but uh, what is the best way to provide a group leader with uh, room with possible of any money? I'm a little unclear of the question, but let me, let me answer it this way, and I do want to make sure I address this, if not now, then in the future. What's very important, when you have a group leader, and if they don't say, what's in it for me? I want to travel free, because that would be really bad, because the free travel thing is the worst, worst, worst possible marketing hook you should use in doing affinity groups. Well, that's a conversation for another day, okay, that I just get your attention, Uh, everybody. Before you build in whatever it is that the group leader strongly desires that's going to motivate them, the reward, the incentive for a job well done, Remember, it's never a gimme. You're never going to guarantee them anything. Please, 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 don't. They have to deliver. You want to set up a, sort of an earnings tier, uh, a table of achievement. If we if we sell this much, you get this. This much, you get this. This much. It has got to be a tier, an achievement tier, a rewards tier. It's never all or nothing. Well, it could be, but they need to perform, and their earnings are based on performance and they, that gives them skin in the game for performance, so tell me if that answered your question, I'm not really sure, Um, Debbie, all right, we've got a minute and a half, oh my goodness, I have a, uh, Debbie said, I have a meeting with my website IT person tomorrow to do some updating during this time off period, is there something I need to add to bring clients to look at my website to get them interested, wow, that's another huge conversation, and we got some great questions here that, uh, I'm not going to have time to answer, but I'm going to post somewhere so everyone can see it. How's that? I'm going to do that. There's some great, absolutely great comments and questions here. So, so your website, you know, number, number one, it needs to tell your story. Listen to me, Debbie, I don't want to hear the story of the cruise lines and the tour operators and of the hoteliers. I can get that stuff anywhere. I want to hear your story. I want to be impressed by who you are and what you do. I want to to be able to read that, even if it's one page, okay, that's a, Guy Guy Kawasaki calls it the, who, who am I marketing? Who am I marketing? I want to know why you need to be my travel advisor. I need to see beautiful pictures of you escorting groups or you on vacation. I want to read testimonials from some of your clients singing your praises. I don't want to see big price points, deals, sales, and this, and, and call me for this. I don't want to know that you're a generalist, that you book everything. I want to know specifically. Here's, here's, here's where I'm going to end. I want to know specifically why I'd be crazy, why I'd be nuts not to have you in my pocket, in my corner on my team as my personal travel advisor. Make it compelling. Make it fun. Make it interesting. And convince me that it's you that I need. That's the most important thing on a website, and make it easy for me to contact you. Super simple, easy for me to contact you. Don't don't make a contact form with 15 different questions. No, put your phone number, put your cell phone if you're bold enough. Uh, put put make it real easy. Instant message, right? You want to be easy to do business with. The We've got some great other comments and questions here. I will figure out where on earth I'm going to post these because they're terrific. But I honor your time and I appreciate the fact that you're here. Remember, our next Power Hour is October 20 and again on November 3. Thanks for being here on the podcast. Subscribe if you're not in boot camp. If you're in boot camp, you get it automatically. I'm so grateful for you. Be well.